Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who haven't scored since 1958. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 329. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me is my good friend and co-host, Case. How you doing, brother? Welcome. It's been a minute. Yeah. Welcome me. Welcome you, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Got a lot to talk about today. No, welcome you. <laughs> okay, Chip. Where are you, Dale? Uh, today's show, we're going to talk about a couple of different things here. First, there's a lot of offers out there for Stafford. We're going to talk about what was there. Uh, there's some stuff going on with uh, Wentz in the marketplace. See what the values kind of smell like and look like out there. What does a draft look like for the Lions? Is there a trade-down scenario on the table? That's one of the things we're looking at. A couple other things. The Lions have a new wide receiver coach. Makes a, an impact in a place that most people aren't even thinking of, and a lot, lot more. We've got a great show lined up. Case, are you ready to go, my man? I am readier than I've been in a few weeks. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. Let's get right into it because it's time. Um, first thing I want to talk about this week on the show is some of the other team's offers for Matthew Stafford. There's a lot of gold and treasure on the table. Some had a little more than others for us, and uh, we want to talk about it. I think first things first, let's set off. What did we receive for uh, Matthew Stafford, who said he wanted to go, by the way? Um, first and foremost, uh, Jared Goff. We got Jared Goff. We've got an NFL caliber starting quarterback who has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, a little ticked off at where he was. Kind of wants to prove where he's at. This is a this is a best case scenario for for a Goff in Detroit kind of situation. I think it's probably the best case scenario for the Lions as far as what they would get for a quarterback for the 2021 season as well. I don't know that there's a better option out there. And we also got a first next year and a first the year after. And a third this year, which is so, so clutch in a year when we only had five picks. So we got a lot of treasure for Jared Goff. And I want to compare that first case against what some of the other offers were. The first one I want to put it against is Denver. Oh, oh gosh, John Elway, such a wonderful man. Willing to offer us Drew Locke and the number nine <laughs> pick. I mean, where could, whew, we could do so much with that comparatively. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that's well, Drew Locke doesn't come with the same contract size that Jared Goff does. So if you wanted to take Drew Locke on, you'd be looking at probably bringing him on more as a uh, backup or, you know, competition for a rookie kind of situation. So if what they were trying to do is trade up and take a rookie quarterback this year. Or just take one at, at number seven or number nine where they sat. Then, I mean that that makes sense. And in we, anybody who follows draft stuff knows that the value chart uh, value of first uh, of picks, excuse me, mm -hmm. is higher this year than it is in future picks. And I, and 
that makes sense in some ways and for some teams. Most teams are on a limited time schedule, right? Mm-hmm. Most teams are have a window. Uh, yeah. Most coaches and GMs have a window. And I think that might be the more significant part. You know, uh, not every staff is secure in their job. And so if you get a first round pick this year, especially a high, higher first round pick this year, and you're on a limited time scale, that's important to a lot of teams. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, we are not in that situation. <laughs> we are on the other end of that spectrum. Yeah. And, and one of the things I talked about it, and I, I highly recommend you guys check out uh, the little blog post I put together about the cap hit of golf, because I think it, it really clarifies sure. the whole idea of the salary cap as a social construct. Um, not only is it not <laughs> a big, is it the, this, this cap hit minimal and not a big deal. Um, dead cap is, you know, there's, there's, there's money there that is money that's suddenly available next year. It's just money you can't spend this year. And right. if you're a team that's trying to make that final push, you don't want dead cap. That's literally not where we're at right now at all by any stretch of the imagination. So to be able to kind of take on the contract of golf. And again, I mean, there's not really another quarterback that you're going to find in the NFL in 2021 that's going to be better than him. It's just it's just not going to happen. So it, it winds up being good. You're not you're not going to get a Matthew Stafford quality quarterback. You're just not going to. This yeah, year. you'd have to give up a whole lot to the Texans who don't even want to trade away Carson or uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Deshaun Watson to even sniff something like that. Um, the Eagles also want way too much for Carson Wentz. I'll be very surprised if they get what they want. Although. And, I mean, stranger things have happened. Teams get desperate and do dumb things, obviously. So, and, yeah, I'll talk about Washington a little bit later here and, and, yeah. and just that. But the idea that um, Deshaun, the, the other part of Deshaun Watson's thing is he has a he can veto that idea of the trade. Right. So he, it's not only that the, the Texans and the Lions had, and maybe a third party have to come to an agreement. You need Deshaun to sign off on that agreement as well. And I'm I think, not sure I'll be honest, will though, in the current situation. Well, sure. I, I mean, I think to be perfectly honest, as far as Deshaun Watson is concerned, I think he'd be willing to go anywhere other than Texas. But that's a whole other story. I don't know. So. I don't know about that. I think he wants, he to wants out desperately. He's even said yeah. that he's willing to sit out this year. Yeah. Yeah, but that cost him. That cost him some money. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. So what other offers were on the table besides the absurdity, <clears throat> the insult that was sent from Denver? <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's. I have a list here, and it's a list that I just found. You know, posted somewhere. How accurate these things are is all based on how willing this, that, and the other person was to tell the truth to a reporter. So it's questionable whether or not these are accurate, but they all seem reasonable. Let's just, uh, so let's just really quick. I want to, I want to like talk about the veracity of the, the reporting. Sometimes it's out there. Everyone just remember back to the cake, the salad cake. (laughs) That's all you have to do. (laughs) (laughs) The rumor was that the Panthers offered the number eight pick overall, plus a late round choice, plus Teddy Bridgewater. That's not dissimilar from the Denver offer at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, It's on the same, you know, a much lesser QB. If you've been watching, you know, Teddy Bridgewater was a guy who looked 
like he had some potential mm-hmm. back when he was with Minnesota. I mean, he never really realized that potential. And I think Minnesota fans uh, overhyped him by a fair amount. And I know a few like decently informed Vikings fans who really, really thought he was great. But I also think that they led themselves to believe that by looking too closely at very specific things and not broadly enough at the whole package. There were three gummies uh, in on the double. What, what did he, he made the pro bowl over Stafford that one year and he had 14 TDs and nine interceptions. I mean, the, it, <laughs> it's just kind of that's, he's never going to be a volume passer. Um, so it, it's not a, it, he, he's a solid backup type player. Mm-hmm. I think and his future in the NFL is as a backup. Mm-hmm. Um, so there really wasn't that much difference between that pick or that, uh, trade offer and the, De- and the Denver trade offer, uh, Washington offered number 19 and a third rounder. No, thank you. I don't know if they were through. I don't know if they were offering any players in that trade or not, but it would and, take quite a quite an impressive player who's not a QB on, that they have on their team and it feels uh, like at the moment to were, make that happen. It feels like they were relying heavily on the lack of picks that the Lions have this year being an influencer on uh, Brad Holmes as GM saying, right. oh my God, I need people. I'll do anything, right? And I think that's right. they, were, they were making a mistake on that one because Holmes seems a lot more wily, especially after this deal. He seems a lot more wily than people sure. might have been giving him credit for. We don't know exactly what the Colts offered, but they did not offer the number 21 overall pick. They offered some other options, um, possibly future first rounders. We don't know, um, but it certainly didn't rise to the level anywhere close to the Rams from anything that I've seen anywhere. If, if anybody finds out that's different. Uh, story and that we really should have gone after that that trade you know let us know Mm -hmm. Uh, but from nothing i've heard did that even approach you know anywhere near what we got uh the 49ers never made an official offer it's questionable whether or not they there were rumors about them offering garoppolo and some picks again you're you're finding yourself again in a very similar place as the panthers and everyone else uh, and uh and um Panthers and and Bob Quinn Denver. Isn't here thank to, you, Denver, Bob Quinn. Thank you. Isn't here to get suckered on another Patriots player, <laughs> right? Right. Um, who knows what the Patriots may have offered, but obviously that was off the table. Um, anything that the Patriots offered, the Lions were just trying to use as bait for getting other people to go higher. So that was interesting um, hearing that Stafford clearly stated he'd go anywhere but. New England. I mean, it's that says a lot about the the relationship with the former coaching staff. It does. Although I'm not sure that's the only reason he said that. Would you, at you know, in your career, want to go to a place like the Patriots, where maybe you get a little bit more, maybe your success rate is a little bit higher, but it's miserable to work there because nobody has any fun in new England and and he's near the end of his career. So like imagine you're 10 years out, five years out from retirement at your, uh, you know, where, Mm. whatever you're doing, imagine being two years out from your retirement and then how much smarter Holmes looks after this. Right. Right. (laughs) I mean, I just look at it like that. Um, I do think I I wouldn't say the Patricia, you know, uh, aspect has no bearing whatsoever, but I also just think in general, uh, a, a quarterback who has options 
of where to go and places near nearing the end of his career. Uh, he's beaten himself up for a decade plus already. Would you really want to go play in a system that's just not a fun place to be? Yeah. By all accounts, from former players, I'm to not. Win? I'm not trying to if, if I t- try to take would, away the success the Patriots have had or anything like if that. I thought I, I could win there. Incredible. I would. I just don't think that that's the case actually anymore, uh, right? With the Patriots, and that's that's right. the problem. So that's that. Uh, any other offers on the table there? Uh, the Jets checked in apparently, but didn't really. We don't know whether or not they offered anything. Um, there there may have been other teams offered stuff too, and we just don't know about them. So that, but that's what we. Those are the things that are rumored to have been offered, and if those are all the things that are rumored to have been offered, it's very hard to argue that we didn't get the best deal available. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, just look. I I think this golf thing is interesting. I I really do. This this we have two. There's two pieces to it. Number one is is options, and you've heard us talk about the uh, the 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 linebacker. Uh, darn it, <laughs> own you. Uh, the uh, the options with um with golf. If he doesn't work out this year, if he doesn't fly through for us and, and come through and, and become the quarterback or show that spark of being the quarterback for the team, we've got two first round picks next year. That really allows us the flexibility to move up and get. The guy who is the guy next year. There's no getting T-Law. There's no getting Trevor Lawrence this year. The expense would be outrageous. The expense for Deshaun Watson, I think, is going to be outrageous, too, because that's the only way that they're going to part with him. I, I think that's going to end up in tears down in Houston. It's just an absolute mess. So we'll see what we'll see what happens with that one. I don't see a better scenario right now. And the options of having Goff available to um to show himself as we rebuild the multiple multiple pieces on this team where there are gaps um it's 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 fine it's fine and Jared Goff is a good enough quarterback that people aren't going to shy away you're not going to lose out in free agency on players because you have Jared Goff as a as a quarterback we didn't have free agency on the docket today, and I don't want to go too deeply into it, but it will be interesting to me what they do. I, I do expect some cuts right now uh, that will probably, I mean, everybody, every other team in the league is going to make cuts too. So it's hard to see. It's hard to know now how things will shake out in terms of cap space uh, when we actually hit free agency. But um we're a little below average at the moment, uh, largely thanks to the trade. Um but uh, what I would like to see them do is really only pay big money on anyone they're willing to give a long-term contract to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to see any major contracts on one or two-year deals right now yeah. because there's not nothing's going to happen this year. Uh, 2022 is probably going to be a year of approaching. That's where we're going to being know. competitive. That's where but, we're going to start to know if this is. But really if you, working. but if they they need to look at at guys they'd be willing to give four or five year contracts to. Mm-hmm. Um, so who exactly that is, I will have to get we'll have to get back into that conversation. You know, as we as we yeah. progress over the next few weeks here, but we got a month and a um, month and a half basically to to do yeah. that. So we got some time. Um, really quick, I want to hit uh, Gene ask if we think the Rams would take those two future first round picks back for Aaron Donald. No, they would not <laughs> trade Aaron Donald. With, I mean, in the you, Stafford you heard package. That was uh, yeah. I was gonna say you heard that's where the that's where the Lions started with their with their trade offer was we'll take 
Aaron Donald. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a no go. So, um, which I mean, that's you know, that's negotiation one hundred and one. If you want something, ask for it. You might not get it, but at least that's a good like starting position for you. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, no, this is this 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 is a we got uh, some good stuff here. Um, wide receiver, I think, is an absolute need for us, Absolutely. particularly in in the whole free agency sweepstakes. There's some good guys. Um, I was really loving Chris Godwin. I that I tell I tell you, especially being down here in the um, uh, in the in the Bucks area, um, they are. It looks like they are going to hold this team together. Everybody, I mean, um, Mike Evans is saying he would take less money to hold the team together. Here it is, you know, the day after the Super Bowl, he said that it's like, wow, man. And all of them, Gronk, he's like, yeah, I'm back. Brady's like, yeah, I'm back. Like everybody is going to come back. I don't know what it's going to take. I think um, they're going to get. They're going to keep God one. And I and I really wish that wasn't the case. Allen Robinson's the other guy we talk about, but I think. It's absolutely, if you think about where we are, and we'll talk about Marvin uh, Jones in a, in a few, but he's probably not going to be back. Um, I don't think Galladay is going to be back. Um, you start looking at, you know, Amendola probably isn't going to be back. You start looking, you're like, okay, we got Cephas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're we gonna, like Cephas. Yeah, we like Cephas. Yeah, but right. you need more than one wide receiver <laughs> and, and a wide receiver three at that. Um, right. Yeah. And so it's going to take the draft and free agency to to really, really uh, work on on this team and making and giving golf targets. If you if you don't have wide receivers there, if you don't have talent there, you can't even judge Goff and his ability. Mm-hmm. You can't even d- determine the value of what you got. So he needs weapons, and and we gotta we're gonna have to do some work there to get those. So um, we'll talk about that. Month and a half to go. I like Corey Davis, that's that yeah. that that might be my guy that I'd really like to see assigned to a four yeah. or five year contract. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. There you go. All right. Uh, speaking of the Bucks, we gotta talk about the big NFL news. There, the Bucks win the Super Bowl over the Kansas City Chiefs. I gotta admit, I was surprised by that outcome. My money was on the Chiefs to win that game, and uh, I, I, you know, I'm a, a t- Tom Brady fanboy. You know, just started way back in his time in Michigan. I think he's just a, a really, you know, all the things. But Mahomes, man. He was a one-man band out there. He was flipping amazing. There were some incredible throws, some absolutely God. incredible, like being whipped to the ground and managing, and and the guy just drops it. Yeah, man, I, I did feel I did I did feel bad for him. Yeah, um, it's not often that I feel bad for a quarterback that isn't my quarterback, but I he's did gonna feel bad for him that day. So. He, he was out there working so hard that turf toe that was going to need surgery is now going to need to be amputated. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> he was going to town and just, just incredible, just incredible. So there's a lot to be said. That guy is that is not the last chapter of his book. Mahomes no, is going to be a lot of fun not. for a absolutely lot of years. Not. Yeah. Uh, good news for the Chiefs or for the Bucks. It was fun watching that around town. It was uh, pretty exciting, and you know to see that locally happen. And I mean, now they're calling it Champa Bay, and, and they're talking about the rowdies. The rugby team is one of the the champion teams, right? It's like whatever, okay. But uh, good times seeing all that. It was fun, and uh, it was neat seeing them put together a team kind of like it, was, it felt a little bit like you know a basketball team getting a star, a couple other supporting cast members, and boom, you just own the league. So it was good, good stuff. Uh, I do have a, a, a interesting pair of things that were associated with that. Number one, the last time Mahomes didn't throw a touchdown in a game was against the Lions 
in 2019. So Tampa can thank the Lions for writing the uh, the script for how to stop that. Team. <laughs> We've been doing it all uh, like over and over and over again. What did we do? We did that against the Rams. We did that against the Patriots. Wrote the script for others to follow. And well, hopefully we have a script for Arizona because <laughs> we are yet again playing them next year. Jeez. Yeah, I don't, I'm so sick of them. Uh, okay, and then also uh, former Lion uh, Kong Su got his ring finally. And I feel I, I'm happy for that. It feels good mm-hmm. to see him uh, go out there and uh, find that ring finally, get that success. I, I saw some people saying, "Boy, it would be um, nice to have a player like Sue." It would be nice to have <laughs> Sue here, yeah, a player like Sue. But man, it was what did they sign him for in Miami? Was it twenty some million? I'm real quiet too. Or my yeah. my level? Are my levels all right? We're working on it. But was that, what was right. it? It was like twenty one million when they signed him. Yeah, I don't remember, but it was outrageous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was no it was way the we're highest keep him. paid defensive player in the league at that moment in time, I believe. And at the same moment in time, we had the highest paid um, uh, wide receiver in the league, right? So right, that would have been silly. And then Stafford too. We got burned. Yeah. The, the, the series of drafts when we were bad there at the end when before they changed the rookie contracts. Ugh, that one killed me. Yeah, we got we got yeah. That wasn't fun. That was unlucky. That is how when I when I talk about how important luck is in in the NFL or in any sport, that was bad luck. The timing of that couldn't possibly have been worse. We couldn't possibly be have been as bad as we were in that stretch like it, not not that like the lions haven't been through other stretches of being bad or anything like that i'm not i wouldn't suggest that but to be that bad at that moment in time was the worst possible time to have you know all those the like number 1 number 2 number 3 overall picks yeah 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 all right, so Super Bowl was fun. Um, the commercials were uninspiring. Mostly, I thought it was kind of like there were a few. Okay, there was there was a golden era of of Super Bowl yeah, commercials. It's this past. is not that. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. You hit this breaking news. DraftKings is live in Michigan with mobile sports betting. Yes, that DraftKings DraftKings has finished crossing their T's, dotting their eyes, meaning you can place a bet right now. From anywhere in Michigan for a limited time, DraftKings Sportsbook app is offering all players a chance to double their money if the Pistons hit a three. Yes, you heard that right. All it takes for you to double your money is to opt into the promotion and place your wager, then sit back and watch the threes rain down. It isn't some offshore operation like those other gambling sites. DraftKings is a legitimate sportsbook based right here in the U.S., so you can be confident that your funds are secure and with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you can bet from whenever, wherever. You don't even have to leave your house. So there you go, Case. I've got it worked out. My old man, my dad, is uh, working the DraftKings app. Uh, MMA is is my my play of choice. Got 258 coming up this weekend. I'm excited about that now with no football going on. But the live in-game betting, man, that's got me going. That's that's where the fun's at. I'm telling you, you gotta, you gotta just get this going on. You don't. Yeah, have I that took this year. Long. Yeah, I, I took this year off of of gambling on sports, but that doesn't mean that's permanent. I'm, I'll, I'll be back with a vengeance. <laughs> so, be getting, getting myself acquainted. With yeah, the we gotta get you in. Get, soon, get so. you in Michigan. And you can use the DraftKings app. Yeah. All right, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code DLP when you sign up. For a limited time, all users can double their money if the Pistons hit a three-pointer. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is doubling your money 
if the Pistons hit just one three-pointer. Don't forget, enter the code DLP only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at... 800-270-7117, 21 and over, Michigan only, eligibility restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions subject to regulatory licensing requirements. All right. I'm working on my legalese there. That's pretty good, huh? There you go. There you go. Um, all right. We're gonna hit, uh, super, super chat from Superman Loretto Martin. How you doing, Loretto? Thank you for joining us again. Uh, defense and unathletic pocket quarterbacks still win Super Bowls. Another year, mm-hmm. the evolution of the game is not happening. <laughs> it's not I mean, yes and yet. no. I agree with that. But, I mean, if you if you went back and and fixed the chiefs offensive line before the game. And they weren't missing those two. their their two starting tackles. We would have seen a very different game. I think, you know, um, obviously that you could say that about almost any game uh, where you can look back at this thing or that thing or whatever. But um, I don't disagree that pocket quarterbacks still have value. Absolutely not. And I, it, and I'm not going to try to sit here and argue that, um, Defense doesn't have value either because it absolutely does. I mean, it, but I, I think, you know, the Chiefs proved last year that the evolution of the game obviously has come to the NFL and has made an impact. Uh, they just weren't able to quite get over the hump of the, the situation that they found themselves in this time around. So, yeah, I think what you found or what you have with the, um, the, the Bucks this year is, is unique. In that the weapons that they had on offense, and you have a quarterback who's involved in play calling in the playbook, who's he's just such a professional and gone so come so far in the league and so much above uh, so many others that his mobility isn't the big issue. That defensive line was just a monstrosity, and you had a uh, missing pair of tackles in Kansas City that uh that really uh caused a situation that was just insurmountable for for the team. Uh it's interesting that they won Loretto, but I just don't think that that's I think the the NFL has evolved. It's just they snuck one in. <laughs> I just I think and you know you know what makes the whole difference in the Super Bowl to be honest? I think if the stupid Packers had drafted a wide receiver at number 1 like everyone <laughs> thought they would have, they would have been they would have been sitting there and and had a yeah. chance to beat those Chiefs. All right. For sure. Based on the rookie wage cap, does that make Quinn worse than Millen? <laughs> Not actually sure what he's asking for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were hamstrung by the rookie wage situation Mostly with through Millen. Mayhew. Yeah, yeah. I, no, yeah. I mean, Mayhew was the one who suffered the most from the rookie wage cap. Right. Not Quinn. Right. But I still say Quinn's probably worse than Millen. <laughs> I 100% would not agree with that, but oh, that's all God. right. We can we, we can we can talk about that. There's it's a long off season. We'll 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 put that out there and uh I mean Matt Millen is is truly all-time worst GM oh, ever God. category. I mean uh, I don't know that Quinn graded every single position he touched. Yeah, but I mean that that's a every lot of GMs. Position. That doesn't yeah, but it, yeah. I mean he never yeah. did it right. I mean God. <laughs> we'll we'll do that. We'll put together uh, we'll put together a true debate where we we, we do count point counterpoint. We'll see where we come sure. up with on that. Sure. That'll be fun. That's a good question, JCN. Thanks for that. That'll be good for uh, for the future. All right, moving on. Um, Want to get to this guy? I don't know if you've heard of him. His name's Calvin Johnson uh, from Georgia Tech. Calvin Johnson headed to the NFL Hall of Fame first ballot. 
I didn't expect that. I Neither really, did really I. didn't. And and there's a We've lot talked of, about it before. A lot of I folks was... giving credit to Dave Burkett for his impassioned speech sure. and convincing argument to uh to get Calvin taken on that first ballot. Um that's really I mean that's I feel great for him. I really, really do. I, I loved Cal, Calvin as a player. The stuff that's gone on afterwards has been frustrating for me. Um, I just, I, I, I hate, I hate drama after a player's gone. I really do. I, I just, I just, I do. I, I just think it's, it's, it's silly and um, it's frustrating. So we've talked about it, but it seems like steps are being taken case to, uh, to maybe reach out and embrace and, Maybe slip each other a yeah. little tongue and make it all better again. And and Johnson just even saying that it that it might get better, you know, that the relationship might get better. When he said that, that's you know, I feel like that's nobody says that unless that it's actually headed that direction. You know what I mean? Um, I still personally uh, think that he overreacted to something that the team was just trying to do to get the team to be better, more competitive. Um, but that's my personal opinion. And I know that, that the further away we get from that, uh, the less that that's going to be the popular opinion. Um, while it was always split, I think that's just me keeping that opinion public is probably a bad idea just because I think that's going to, that's going to get more and more <laughs> That's gonna age a little. negative, <laughs> negative over time. But um, I, the, like you said, I, we, we've talked about it before. I did not expect him to go for a spell. It's not because he wasn't, he was the best player at his position over a, a, a period of what, three, four years. Yeah. I just didn't think that span was long enough. And, I won't blame him at all for our lack of postseason success. One wide receiver is not going to take you through the playoffs. It's not going to take you to the Super Bowl, even if they're the best player that one of the best players that that position has ever seen. That's just not a position that can carry a team all the way to a Super Bowl. Um, so I didn't, I didn't like the complaints about him. You know, I, I, I'm glad that that didn't get held against him. But I thought that the longevity of his career or the lack thereof, mm -hmm. especially of the his peak, which was like it was probably only what three, four years that we really truly saw peak Calvin Johnson. Yeah. I just didn't think it was long enough. And so I am a little bit surprised. I'm I'm happy for him. I, you know, one of my favorite players. So yeah. I, I'm very happy for him. Obviously, I got the jersey. Up behind me, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's it's good stuff. Uh, he, he was absolutely one one of the best, but you know, part of it, as you said, is that longevity, being best for a long time. So the the first ballot thing is a little bit of a, a surprise to me. I think the the rift between the team and him. I mean, there's a couple things at play, right? If you're Bob Quinn and you're coming to a job, and then hey, surprise, you you don't have your top wide receiver. That that's gonna be frustrating, and I think mm -hmm. he took that he took a you know that that hard nose approach that kind of seems like it became the trademark for Quinn, uh, and I think that was a significant shift um, to go that kind of direction for uh, for Johnson, and it was an experience that he didn't expect at all, and there's probably some words that uh, maybe were a little a little more patriot way. <laughs> 
little more New England style than Detroit style, and it, it took Calvin by surprise as well. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that's sure. probably the underlying story there. Um, interesting, we get a new regime, and uh, instead of our top, you know, the wide receiver going down, it's the quarterback. It's every time we change, top player decides to leave the team, but whatever. That's uh, <laughs> uh, well, I think it's handled a lot better this time by everybody. I think everybody's learned, and I think maybe Calvin has seen that the team has learned and the organization has learned and it's not a heartless bunch of idiots. Well, um, I don't think he was ever going to make up with Bob Quinn. I don't think no, that was ever no. in the cards. No, so. no, 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 that wasn't going to happen. So we'll, we will see, we'll see how this goes. Um, you know, the money thing, I don't know if the money is the biggest part of that. Calvin says it is, but I, I don't know that it is. Now there's a you know there's a time where you can work this out and you can do things like um, he could be an assistant to the wide receivers coach which we will talk about shortly uh, he could be some other role and he's far enough removed from being a player now that hiring him as a coach to get him the some of that money back maybe is is probably a viable move is it's and and it can't be something that you use against a cat because you can very quickly make the argument that well Dan Campbell played for the team too are we somehow slipping him extra money by making right. him the head coach no that's not the case so I think you've now got a good precedent a good situation set where you could put something like that together where you come to terms and everybody's happy just a real quick thought I don't know that I think Calvin is a good fit as a coach I mean if they want to bring him in as an assistant. That's great. Think about I'm just Barry not sure Sanders that he was ever in. verbose enough to be think, a think, good teacher. Think about Barry Sanders being brought in um, and, and the role he's taking. He's not necessarily taking a coach. It's a little bit of PR, right. a little bit right. of, or, right. you know what I mean? Absolutely. Consulting. If they find a role like that for him, I'm all about it. I just, Consulting there are a lot of fans, right. <laughs> there are a lot of fans out there that want to see him be, you know, a wide receivers coach. And I just, first of all, how do you coach what he did? Like, what he did First was big and super athletic, right? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Why are you five eleven? Right. So I'm just not sure. I, and, and and add on to that the fact that I just don't think he's a verbose guy. I don't think he you know likes to talk mm-hmm. that much. So get some elevator cleats. Um, yeah. No, I'll tell you, the guy, my my punter who has left Georgia Tech, by the way. Um, he, he did this this football season playing there, and he's decided to move on. But um, they did a series where Calvin uh, zoomed in for the team and did a call. And he was actually evidently pretty inspirational, pretty inspiring. Sure. That's pretty, good. Pretty I, didn't, I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah, but. yeah, no, no. And uh, so uh, hearing you know, uh, from somebody who saw him in that role, it's, it's something that I can imagine uh, him possibly doing and taking up. Um, but yeah, that, that whole kind of, you know, and then there's a role Billy Sims has, I don't know how many people, you know, you go to the games and you see Billy Sims is at four games a year at least. And then, you know, signing stuff. And then he's at the taste of the lions and he's got his Billy Sims barbecue stuff there. Um, he, he's, he's definitely a, a member of the staff in, in that public relations team. Um, they, you know, there's definitely a role for that. So. We'll see how that plays out. God, I'm just I'm just going to tell you guys we're very soon going to get into a Billy Sims deserves a blue check mark. Why the hell he isn't verified on Twitter is absolutely insane to me, and uh, we're going to want you guys help to uh, to help blue check mark Billy Sims because he deserves that shit. He's, he's, it's it's an absolute affront for him not to be blue checked. Sorry, I mean it's just it's just ridiculous. He was he was amazing at uh, in Oklahoma. He was amazing I mean, for the in barbecue Detroit. alone. Yeah. Oh God. 
is a hot sauce dude. I'm telling you what. Anyway, <laughs> that being said, hey, make sure you hit that like button out there while we're while we're doing this. You got you're watching this great content. You should hit that like button and, and subscribe. All right, uh, from Calvin Johnson, let's move on to uh, the Lions, DetroitLions.com. I got to tell you, their social media social media team has been killing it for ages. But they came out with a hype video that's just it's 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 incredible. I and and I tell you, it was great. There's a lot of hype, but there's a part of that video where Dan Campbell is with Sheila uh, Ford Hamp and uh, Rod Wood, and he's in the practice facility. And yeah. uh, it's you can tell it's the first time uh, I it is, that, on yeah. his return. That's and good. he's he's like, um, it's just like I remember it, right? And then he's he's like super thankful to Sheila, and and then you know professes how he's you know he's going to make him proud it's really it's kind of moving it's it's a really a moving moment to see dan the passion this guy has and th- that you know who you're dealing with is really incredible uh if you haven't seen it go to detroitlionspodcast.com check out that uh that hype it is it is the bomb and it is you know we talk about what 2021 is going to be for this team it's not going to be I just don't see us as a playoff contender this year. I just want to tell everybody. I think we'll wind up with more wins than we did last year, which I think is a pretty good step when, you, when you've when you lost that quarterback to do that. But these I have kinds a thought of things, on that after you finish this thought. Yeah, yeah. These kinds of things, these hype videos are going to be the feed that we have that help us get to the 2022 season where we're really, really going to see what the effects of this front office and these changes are we're going to we're we're going to have a good sense by probably the middle of 2022 if this retool slash rebuild is working and what it means for the team um and so far so good so far so good go ahead Keith. no no yeah no i completely agree with everything um so because i'm just a little bit of a slut for it i i, I went and looked up uh <laughs> am i allowed to say that i'm not sure if i'm allowed to say that anymore uh Feel like I need to throw that throw that uh, in there every once in a while just to keep our keep our fans interested. But um, <laughs> we got to earn that PG thirteen. <laughs> um, but power rankings uh, and and they're the ones I've seen so far for the twenty twenty one season. I mean, anybody doing a power ranking at this point in time all knows that it's you know that it it uh, absolutely will change in in <laughs> massive ways. Yeah, I, I mean, this is purely based on the the things that have changed um and i've seen us in the bottom three in at least three of the more uh well-read ones i'll put it that way not necessarily the more respectable ones the more well-read ones um we and, and i don't agree with that, it's not that I think we're going to be a great team this year. I, I would be surprised if we're over 500, to be perfectly honest. Um, that could change. My hype could go up if, if things go really well. Um, if, if all of a sudden Goff is clicking with the wide receivers that we end up having, that we have no idea who that's going to be right now, that kind of stuff. So I'm not saying that like that can't change. Uh, but bottom three to me is a little bit of a surprise. And I think it's because Stafford left and that's the only thing people see. But the, the counter to Stafford leaving is how much improvement we see on game day from the coaches and, and how much better the players who we already have play 
under somebody they want to play for. And that's the challenge of the coaching staff. And I'm not saying it's a given. So I'm not necessarily blaming those people who are doing the power rankings for um, being pessimistic at the moment about the team. But I would be surprised if we don't start creeping up those rankings before the year starts. I will say that I think, and I don't disagree with you at all, there's two key things to watch on on the Lions this year as to what are the opportunities to improve. Number one is exactly what you said about the coaching staff and the level of elevation the team gets out of them. Let's be very, very clear. This team hated playing for the last regime. Yeah. They hated it. They hate it. I mean, I, I think it's pretty obvious at this point. It's, I hate to I hate to say this because I've made it made fun of others, but I, you know, one source is in the building. Um, there's a lot of people on this staff that think KG gave up. The guy that gave up on the team. Okay, now I don't know if it's a, if it's a him thing or if it's a this staff and this situation absolutely stinks. Mm-hmm. You got a sense from Diggs. You got a sense from um, just about everybody when the announcement came out who did tweet about it that were related to the Lions in one way or another that they did not like these coaches at all. And there's something to be said about somebody who has to play a game that is part passion uh, as well as skill, uh, how they perform in a situation like that. I'm just going to tell you straight up. That gap we're going to see, I think, it's the opportunity for sure. But that's where I think we can see a significant change in the level of play of this team. And then I'm going to say the other thing that's going to be the key piece that's going to help dictate a change in the level of play of this team. And that's the weapons at wide receiver that Jared Goff has. Absolutely. I think the defense is better than it was last year. I don't think it's a good defense. I think it's a better defense. I think we're going to get a lot of pieces on defense this year. And those pieces combined with the coaching staff that they have and an Aaron Glenn defense are going to make significant improvements over what we saw. Then, like I said, you know, with the coaching staff, you start adding weapons for golf and all of a sudden this team could make a leap, an unexpected leap forward. Right. Um, right now I'm at five or six games because I haven't seen anything of, of those things mm-hmm. that I'm, that I'm looking for, but I see this team being an eight and eight team with with those kinds of improvements it could be a nine win team with those kinds of improvements in those places i don't expect that yet i'm just saying that our ceiling is in a position where we could probably get nine wins out of this team this year if the right things continue to happen in this offseason the right and we see the this coaching staff really gel we'll talk about the coaches a little bit here because we have a coaching announcement we're going to make later in the show well you remember how things went under Jim Schwartz until they went sour. I mean, right off the bat, things were, we were outplaying our talent level. Yeah, absolutely. Because everybody bought in so hard and was so motivated on game day that guys who had no business playing as well as they were playing, were playing to their absolute maximum. That's a hard thing to sustain. It's a very hard thing to sustain. And eventually it wore down, you know, and, and turn negative yep. um, it, that I hope that doesn't happen again, you know, with Dan Campbell, I don't think Dan Campbell has quite the, you know, temper. Uh, but I mean, if you get a whole team inspired to do something, they're going to play above their talent level. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not saying that will happen this year, 
I'm just saying it's within the cards to happen. If these guys really all of a sudden go from a place that they hated to be to a place they love to be. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. So um, there's, there's opportunity here. There's opportunity for this team and we'll, we'll see, make sure that you go ahead and get your, um, get your, your hype stuff going on and get your, get your, your fill of Kool-Aid. Cause it's going to be an interesting year. The one thing I think that we're going to have this year that we haven't had in a long, long time in Detroit is fun football to watch. And that's one thing, even within the Schwartz area, to, you know, to refer to what you were saying, that was fun to watch. Even when we lost, yeah. I mean, it oh, still yeah. stung to lose. Don't get Learn me wrong, but it was rules. fun. It still was my favorite fun. lines. Yeah, one yeah, of my favorite real. lines moments. Real. Yeah, some real, real <laughs> enjoyable stuff. So uh, we've got that coming for us, and that's that in itself is going to be an improvement for the the fan experience. Okay, I want to talk about now a guy, and I know he's near and dear to your heart. Um, there's there's been a love affair since day one. There's been a lot of I told you so's out of it. His name, Marvin Jones. And free agency, there's talk that um, he'd be happy to go to L.A. I know there's a very personal connection between the Jones and the Staffords. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Marvin. There's already nothing but cakes out there. Uh, we knew about it far before Detroit was there when I, I was living off that stuff when we when we lived out there. Um, you're going to have to buy them out. You're not going to be able to open a new <laughs> a new franchise if you're doing it. But a lot of talk about him to the Rams. When you see the team that kind of got put together in Tampa with with Tom and the guys he pulled in and uh, Antonio Brown that nobody wanted, but Tom did. And, you know, there were some hard conversations with A.B. and uh, and Bruce Arians that had to happen. Um, what do you think the chances are that staff can pull Jones back? I, I'll tell you, just I think Jones is gone. I think what we have next year, again, I don't think we have Kenny Galladay. Um, I think he's he's not going to be a good fit for, for uh, golf, and he wants way too much money. I think while we're in Amendola gone, I think what we're looking at is, is Cephas <laughs> and a whole lot of holes. Uh, what do you think about Marvin Jones? Do you think they, they lure him in Detroit, or do you think he goes to L.A.? What do you think is in the cards for him? I mean, I would like them to keep him around, mm-hmm. but I'm also not sure it makes a lot of sense um, long-term. Because by the time the Lions pass game is ready to roll fully again, because I think it's going to take a year or two before we are able to restock. I mean, he he's he's already, you know, past his prime a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love the guy. I absolutely love the guy. You, everybody who listens to us knows that I love the guy. Um, but I don't think it's hard for me to see him sticking around when, like you said, there's it's unlikely that anything is going to be familiar here to him. Mm-hmm. If you're ever going to leave a place, it's when nothing is familiar. The quarterback's different. The coaches, the, the quarterback coach is different. The offensive coach is different. Um, the, your, your fellow teammates are different. Uh, you Cephas and Hawkinson are basically the only two guys he probably spent a lot of time with who are still going to be here. Mm-hmm. So like, why are, why, you know, familiarity, I think, is a, it a is a factor in a lot of guys' decisions, especially mm-hmm. guys who aren't, you know, the top, aren't like the elite level type players. Um, but I don't think that, I think the lack of familiarity in the building means that he's truly a free agent, other than the fact that he would like to play with the quarterback that he's used to playing with. 
So I would not be in the least bit surprised if he went down to mm -hmm. L.A. So we will see. We will see what happens. Uh, I know that causes you a little bit of pain because you, you did love him and it's always hard to say goodbye. Yeah. At least I was right about him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'll take that comfort. So I'll tell you when you when you are dealing with that pain or anxiety or insomnia, what a great product to take care of those things. What better product than CBD? which you can get from cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. It is the finest you will find. And we're working with Diamond CBD. They make some really, really great stuff in these creams, of which I used last night. This stuff is awesome. I've gotten a number of folks. I'm going to face out of there so focus is right. And uh, you'll see that uh, this, stuff is, this stuff is magic. A lot of people. This is a 1,000 milligram CBD cream. Um, I've, I've heard people who've had back problems and been on other um, narcotic type of prescriptions and didn't get the kind of relief that they did from that. Um, working out after workout, that stuff works awesome too. Um, the regular CBD stuff, the gummies and the oils and all that is great for the pain, anxiety, insomnia. If you want, if you want to take care of that, they are absolutely good and you can do your daily work. You don't have to worry about it. You can go, you know, like I, my favorite is to say drive a high low, right? Drive a truck, whatever. You can operate heavy machinery, whatever you have to do. There's another line. It's called the, the chill line. Come on, Canon. There you go. Uh, this stuff. This stuff is the bomb. This does all the other stuff. The pain, anxiety, and uh, and insomnia. But it also melts you into your couch a little bit. <laughs> Gives you a nice little buzz. It's it's some really, really good stuff. And it's fully legal. And it won't trip a drug test for you. It's it's really, really amazing stuff. Head over to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. It'll kick you right over to their site immediately. You can get 55% off with the coupon code LIONS when you go there. If you use LIONS, you get 55% off. Also, I literally, this is hot off the presses. It came in 30 minutes ago. Uh, if you use XTRM65, which I would believe would be extreme, XTRM65, you'll get 65% off of the Delta 8 chill line that makes you melt into your couch. It is great stuff. Again, perfectly legal in all 50 states, will not trip a drug test, and uh, helps you when you want that ultimate relaxation, that chill line is exactly what you go. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. All right, moving on. Let's talk about pro football focus. Uh, they have a mock that has the Lions trading down. And uh, talk about their scenario first. I've got another scenario for you that popped up today, and, and I'm stealing from the from the chat on it a little bit, but uh, the Patreon chat. Um, the PFF one um, doesn't really talk about the hall for the trade. All they do is a first-rounder where Denver trades up to the Lions for seven, and the Lions go back to um, number nine as a result. And then the Denver Broncos take Trey Lance. What do you think about that scenario? I don't, I, what else do you think they're giving up in that, in that scenario? Well, true. first of all, Trey Lance being an NDSU boy, um, I'm somewhat familiar with him. I think he'll go in the first round. But I also think a lot of the issues that we've seen with Carson Wentz after, you know, after the like after he looked really good, he got exposed a little bit. Uh, confidence issues when when things weren't perfect around him, he stopped playing perfect. We might see some of that with Trey Lance. I'm not I'm not saying that for sure, uh, but I wouldn't want us to be the team necessarily that bet on that. Uh, I know that that was not going to win me any fans if there's other NDSU people listening. 
Uh, but <laughs> um, well, true nonetheless. He only played one game this year, right? And he had a little bit of a hard time in that game. He yeah, didn't, he, he did. didn't show up like he like he did. wanted. And this is one of the this is one of the reasons why I'm so high, one of the reasons I'm high on the golf thing, and not picking a quarterback with the COVID and the lack of scouting and the fact that we don't have our scouts in place for the Lions this year. Um, I I feel a lot better about taking a quarterback that you know what you got in a guy like Goff than rolling the dice on the franchise uh, with a guy like Trey Lance. Because, yeah, the coach has a six-year contract and Holmes has a six-year contract, but you're year three at Trey Lance failing and you have to do another rebuild after everything that's happened thus far. You've got no one's going to have confidence in you. You're not going to get the free agents. This is your shot. This is it right now. You have these three years to build this team into something real. And um, boy, that's a real roll of the dice on Trey Lance, I think. I really absolutely do. I agree. Uh, so they have us moving down to nine then uh, and taking Micah Parsons, uh, linebacker. Um, and it's not that I disagree with that wholly, it's just that I think their reasoning that Chris Spielman being a line, former linebacker is going to want a linebacker uh, is specious. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a great way to put it. Um, I, I just, I don't think he's that biased towards his position. I think he's a smarter, you know, I won't be that. surprised if they go defense. Uh, I mean, I won't be surprised if, if they go offense, it, I think it'll be wide receiver, mm-hmm. but I, just, I won't be, I mean, I mean, we have a lot of work to do on the defense. I don't think anybody is, you know, pretending that we don't, uh, so if if they go defense, it'll be because they think that the best player there, even if the rest of us think that a wide receiver is probably going to be the best player available. Right. I just I don't think we go defense. I I, I just don't because there's it's it's always they all feel like a re- Parsons has some problems. I'm just telling you he's got mm-hmm. some he's got some problems, mm-hmm. some character issues that they're they're really not it's interesting how they've kind of held off on reporting them i i guarantee it's going to be a draft day thing where it all blows up right and they use it to sink him on that day um i just don't think that that fits right and i don't think that and i think that would make him on pff's uh draft here that would make him the first defensive player yeah i just don't see that the the lions are taking a tight end at number eight yeah, good for them. I just I just don't see the Lions uh, making that kind of move early. And first, I think what we're going to see is uh, a wide receiver in that first round. I really do. And because of the abject need and the quality of some of the guys there. I think Devontae Smith's a little bit small. I don't think he's the guy we mm-hmm. go after. But uh, I, th- I think we're going to pull a wide out there. Uh, and I think we're going to trade down. I don't, I don't know if it's Denver. Um, that that's there. I saw another one that was really interesting, and this one we talked about a lot in the uh, in the Patreon chat today. And uh, this is the most intelligent Lions chat we refer to. Go to patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast and donate as little as a dollar a month, and you can take part in that. Um, Washington offers 19 overall for our seventh. Okay. And uh, they Be a take a big haul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 19th overall, 51st overall, 114th overall, and the first rounder for 2022 now that's uh the first round pick uh second round pick fourth round pick and a first in 2022 now we did the value chart on that right and then then they take trey lance we did the value chart on this and this is this was this was mocked out by the draft network by the way um the value chart says uh, 
That's a little bit of a big play. Now, we know it's Washington and Snyder, right? So we know they've they've overpaid and made some dumb trades before. But by the same token, you've got a head coach there that may be able to, and, and Martin Mayhew, who's had an excellent, you know, partially at the Lions' expense mm-hmm. and, and partially did well here. Uh, and then in San Fran, he's had an excellent education. I don't think that him and Rivera are going to be giving up overpaying at that level so i think you probably don't get 51 and the first of next year um shout out to greg warren for that one um as he was doing the math on this but one or the other or some other kind of combination works this becomes really really interesting for the lions um, to trade back to 19 because then defense i think is is completely on the table uh and then two more picks takes you up to what is it eight picks then for the mm-hmm. in the in the in the draft this year that's mm-hmm. exactly where you need to be yeah as this team i i really like the idea of this trade even if you don't get me if maybe you, you you wind up at seven picks this year you, you wind up with a fourth i'm i'm good with that i'm really good with that because that helps you rebuild that defense that helps you get all these uh the uh wide receiver pieces you need and and you know everything kind of gets dictated by how you act in in, in free agency but Boy, this lets you fill a whole lot of holes with young, cheap talent that uh, will make a significant difference on this team. Let's face it. I mean, <laughs> Risden loves drafting giant linebackers right now. <laughs> but uh, Jelani Tavai is is absolutely replaceable, and, and, and you can probably do that in the fourth or fifth round. <laughs> so Yeah, no argument. All right, so I like that idea of that trap. That's that's pretty good. I, I wish PF or uh, PFF had kind of talked about the whole package and, and what they saw in that trade with Denver for Lance. And I, I don't have the value chart to look at, but I think the Lions absolutely they need weapons and they need serious weapons for for Jared Goff. He's seen it. What's what has his strength been? Hitting wide receivers on the run. He's got a good arm. He's he's got good accuracy and he can hit these guys on the move. We don't have that in anybody that's on the roster. Even if we sign if we sign Gall- Galladay, right? He's just not. He's we don't not, have a burner. Yeah, we just don't. He's not gonna. He's not gonna be the guy. Uh, so we'll have to look. We'll have to see what happens. So there's a, there's a lot to talk about there. Good stuff. All right. Uh, where do you want to start in the draft case? Are you are you on Mika Parsons? Is that where you're at? No, <laughs> I'm not ready to really do- delve that deeply into it, but um, it, <laughs> I think my ideal scenario is a significant trade down and the best wide receiver. I, th- I and I and that is coming from somebody. Uh, we've got Steve-O in the chat who's talking about uh, the not liking. Um, uh, if you're the real Steve-O, please let us know. Um, <laughs> liking. Uh, you know, drafting wide receivers in the first round. And, and I would typically agree with you. It's just the way the talent level is this year. You tr- chase what the, you know, where the talent is. And if, if a guy at wide receiver is so far above anyone on the defense, you go there. Um, if they trade down enough, then I think it opens the door for, you know, taking anybody available who they think is the best player. But if you end up trading down to nine or you end up trading down to somewhere between, uh, 10 and 15 or something like that, the chances are that you're going to get a uh, day one starter, four year starter, thousand yard receiver right off the bat. So, yeah. 
that's that's um it's tempting isn't it and 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 that's that's what that's what i'm concerned with is is where we are in two years yeah. and a guy who's going to be around for at least four years and is going to be a capable guy for whoever uh we end up with a quarterback in a couple of years that's that's really what I'm concerned about. Yeah. So, I we hear about the offensive line. A lot of people talking about taking some of the offensive line. I feel like we're in really good shape there. Actually, yeah. I, I think Big V uninjured. You need to draft guys there okay. for sure, but like not a bunch, not early. Yeah, yeah. I just that's not that's not where I'm at, and it's that combination of best player available. You get that 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 BPA. Uh, and and boy, if it's an offensive lineman, I, I'm, I'm I think a lot of people are going to be frustrated. And I think the offensive line is is a strength is the strength on this team right now. And um, there's so many other just gaping holes that need to be taken care of. It's just ugh. Um, uh, when we say small triangers about Devonte Smith, it's not about him being six one. It's about the size of his his his, his legs to be snapped like in me. Yeah. an NFL hit. Yeah, he's going to be an injury. I'm not in short. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be an injury problem. So anyway, there you go. So let's see. Let's see. Let's go on to Lions merch. I don't know if you saw. We've got the MCDC shirt, a pretty cool style MCDC shirt in the Lions store. And if anyone doesn't know about the story, there's a purported text a group text that the uh, went around with some of the players and the Rams and um, our, our man Goff. And this may be where a little division between Jared Goff and Sean McVay started uh, in the, in the text. He, he texted that he would pipe Sean's girlfriend. Now I can't say that he has bad taste, <laughs> uh, but maybe his discretion would have been the better right. part of Valor. There, right. Right? <laughs> uh, we've got a pretty sweet uh, Jared well, golf plumbing, we'll call it. <laughs> I'm just here to lay some pipe. Check it out, DetroitLionsPodcast.com slash store. We've got some really great t-shirts. I think you guys will love them. Uh, the MCDC one is good, and we got a couple other designs coming in here uh, as this week goes on. So check it out, DetroitLionsPodcast.com slash store. All right. Um, new wide receivers coach in town. His name is Antoine Randall L., um, you may know him as the Bucks offensive assistant. Most people probably don't actually, but no, a former <laughs> Pittsburgh Steeler wide receiver. Yes. maybe. <laughs> um, and a real interesting cat, right? The dude could move, could yeah. move. Yeah. Um. So he could also he could also throw the ball occasionally. Yes, he played. Um, didn't he play quarterback in uh, in college in Indiana? So. Was he Indiana? I'm trying to remember. Um, yeah, he, he primarily was, as a quarterback yep. in Indiana University. Yep, he was he was an interesting cat to watch. A lot of fun. Um, brings an interesting mindset. Going, you know, understanding the quarterback position and then playing the wide receiver position on a professional football team, uh, and then moving on as an offensive assistant, assistant, coming in to replace Robert Prince. Those are some big shoes to uh, to fill. But I want, I want to talk about something that him coming in brings to this coaching staff that I haven't heard other than the Patreon chat. Um, if you're going the same direction I am with this. The total number of NFL games played by our coaching staff, and that means played like as players in the game, is 1,081, 67 and a half full Just seasons more than I've played. of experience, NFL game, in-game experience from our coaching staff. Tell me 
that they don't have a million times the credibility that Matt Patricia ever brought to this team. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, you're not always going to find that the best coaches are former players or anything like that, but you're certainly going to get, um, you're certainly going to find a player buy-in type situation more likely under a guy who knows exactly what it is you have to go through. So yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't necessarily think it is. It's not necessarily a cheat code to winning or anything like that, but I, I certainly wouldn't call it a bad thing. No, I'll, I'll say it's as we talk about pendulum swings between one thing to another, as the team uh, moves on and does different things, this is absolutely a pendulum swing for the team to get away from the lack of credibility <laughs> that we had with the, uh, I'm amused by our troll in the YouTube chat, the delusional lions. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should have kept Stafford is the best line. <laughs> right. <laughs> Matt Patricia, better than Dan Campbell. At least Matt had his own scheme. Yeah, he did. It's, <laughs> he it's, a, it was a Ponzi <laughs> scheme, but you know, other than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You're not man. supposed to pay attention to trolls, but I, I think he's just trying to be funny. And, yeah, and yeah. So far, he's got me. So. Yeah, good, good, good. Um, You've had enough of that shit. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Um, that alone will be worth uh three years Dan Campbell no this is interesting this this kind of you know the pendulum swing from uh, a lack of um, credibility from a staff because that's who we had right and changing that into a team of, or a, series, a group of coaches that have played before and have credibility as to um, winning the game playing the game um, playing on being on teams that have had uh, Super Bowl wins victories in in Campbell not a Lions team, but he was in this, on the Saints when they when they got their big win. Um, there's a lot here. There's a lot of of um, credibility amongst this team, and I think against this coaching staff, and I think that's going to be extremely helpful. I think the players that remain in the locker room after the last um, after the last regime are going to appreciate this, and it's one of the things we talked about when we talked about bringing in a coach. Uh, it was, we wanted a coach that was young and relatable to the players, and we wanted experienced coordinators. We talked about that. And um, they, we seem that we have a lot of experience at the coordinator position. And uh, Aaron Glenn is probably the one question as far as his level of experience as a coordinator, but I think he's going to be fine based on his experiences previously. Um, and then we have a coach that can truly, and, and other coaches that can truly relate to these players and, and, and know um, what life is like for them and i think they need that in that locker room right now the other thing i've heard and this is from inside the building I hate saying that phrase i gotta come up with a different phrase um because someone had someone in the building that said that uh, quinn was safe <laughs> um right like two days before he was fired <laughs> um this is a coaching staff that's being built that is built to grow people and promote them and, and, and let them go on to another team and expand and grow their career. This is a place for people to come and blossom as, as coaches. And, and I think that makes you a destination for coaches to come and to succeed and to do well. And then you start to attract the very best. 
the very best want to come to you because they want to go to the next, that next level. They want to perform and be able to perform against a collaborative team or with a collaborative team and, and be able to show their stuff and be better. And then you have a group of people internally that you can promote into positions as, as coaches leave. And you have that, that constant succession planning going and growth of talent. That's huge. That's huge. In, in an organization and that that pays many many dividends down down the way so um the 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 mindset that they're bringing in here at this organization is is huge and we're hopefully going to be in a position where losing one guy doesn't melt this team down do you have anything to add to that case no um but i do have something to add about antoine before we move on yeah 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 okay. um speaking he's to Okay, so I mean, first of all, we're we're getting him off of the Bucks uh, after their Super Bowl run, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, it's hard to argue with that. Uh, but he's also coming from the team in the NFL that has produced the most consistent results from uh, wide receivers, and not necessarily even high round pick wide receivers. Where the Steelers, the team he played for for the majority of his career, have the best track record in the NFL of producing wide receiver talent out of thin air, seemingly sometimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, The only other team that I can think of that would even come close is the Packers. Um, But the Steelers are the one that, that really has that they've just consistently been able to get the most out of guys. And if he learned any lessons from that, that's the kind of thing that you're hoping that he brings along. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, one last thing I want to talk about the tweet of the week, and it just happens to belong to me. So there you go. You get to, you get to, you get to relish in it. Uh, tweet of the week. The biggest Scratching favor. Scratching your own nuts. Today. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Two hands. The biggest favor the media has done for Lions fans is put Carlos Moneras behind a paywall. Tell me that ain't right. <laughs> That's good. Thank you. That's good. <laughs> Thank you very much. Not even tempted to look at it anymore. Nope, nope. Um, it, it, it's helped keep things clean for us. So there you go. Yep. Thank you. Thank you, Lions Media. All right, with that, we're going to call it a show. Don't forget Amazon.com or amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com support us there also on patreon patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast as little as a dollar a month will get you access to the most intelligent lions chat on the internet and you need it this off season because there's a lot of crazy stuff going to be <laughs> there's because of the lack of visibility into players there's a lot of nutty stuff going to go out there don't don't fall for it uh, patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast also follow us on twitter D-E-T Lions Podcast, D-E-T Lions Podcast, and give us a call on Skype at Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or on the Lions line at 929-33-Lions, 929-335-4667. And of course, come to DetroitLionsPodcast.com, subscribe to the podcast so we can pop it into your ears automatically. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, baby. We're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.